This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. back to the Rock Shock Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Mitz. Today we have a very um, special episode, just uh, especially because it's outside of what we normally do, um, although it's something I'd like to start doing a little bit more often. So we have um, Jimmy Samuels, the president of the KU Hockey Club, is joining us today to talk a little bit about the KU Hockey team, um, their upcoming trip to nationals, their number one ranking, all the all the fun stuff that you guys have probably missed. Um, the, the hockey club team is a a team that we are definitely big supporters of, uh, you know, Fetch, Fetch being obviously a big hockey guy. If you've paid attention to our, our Twitter account at all, um, and of course, I love to really follow any kind of sport that I can find. So, um, we we found them on Twitter last year, actually, um, and have been following them ever since. And this was a, a perfect time for us to talk to them, as they are working to raise funds for an upcoming trip to nationals. Um, and they're also kind of just trying to get their name out there so that more people can can pay attention, can you know follow along and, and start supporting the team. So um, before we get too too much further on, I'm just, just going to go and get you right on over to that interview. And I'm joined now by Jimmy Samuels. He's the president of the KU club hockey team. How are you doing tonight, Jimmy? I'm good, Andy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. I know, I know we, uh, we had uh, Andy McConnell on last time. He's he's the head coach of the staff there. Um, but uh, you know, we, we we definitely like highlighting as many different KU programs as possible. And so, obviously, with kind of all the all the success you guys have been having, it's it's a perfect time to bring you guys back on. So, so first of all, for the, for those that aren't familiar, or, or it's been a while since we had you guys on last time, um, what is like, what is the the KU club hockey team? How is it different from a normal? sports team for for the Jayhawks right so I mean Kansas obviously it's a very reputable athletic school uh, there's lots of top-notch programs um, 
But most of them, uh, as you know, are NCAA. They're completely funded by the schools. They're recruited. They have scholarships, um, and they compete at a very high level. Um, the KU Hockey Club, uh, we compete in the ACHA, uh, meaning that we are a club team. Uh, so we're completely self-funded. Uh, we're a student-ran organization from uh, staff to players. Everything's completely organized on our own. We handle all of our own business. Um, we have kids uh, that come all, from all over. We have a bunch of Kansas kids on our team. We have uh, students that come down from Chicago or Minnesota, uh, just all around from with different hockey experience. Um, as of recent, we've had uh, a, a ton of players come in and really step up, uh, improve their skill. Uh, we have got kids ranging from high school hockey all the way to uh, the USHL, which is a tier one junior league, uh, which, you know, a lot of division one players uh, do get picked from. So we have a, uh, a pretty wide range of players, which helps us out a lot because the guys who um, have been playing at the high, high level can, you know, bring up the kids that haven't had the opportunity to play in, in big leagues. Uh, so we, we just have a, a great roster. We have, a, we have a great group of guys who are extremely dedicated. Um, they put in a lot of effort. Uh, they, they drive themselves an hour to practice. Uh, they, they play these, these teams that have great programs that are, uh, get a lot of help from the university that have a rink on campus. Um, I mean, there's a million things I can go into, but overall, uh, you know, we're, we're completely backed by ourselves. Uh, we're starting from the ground up. Uh, we've made a lot of progress this year. We're continuing to, continuing to grow on on social media. Our record, um, you know, we're finally getting some recognition uh, that, that these guys are are well deserved of. Uh, so it's looking it's looking really great for the program, uh, and and this year's been been awesome for us. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that in a minute, but I I did kind of want to follow up on what you were talking about. So um, the fact that you guys aren't an official school sponsored team um, does that change in terms of like what the uh, uh, like what the rules are surrounding amateurism and all that stuff, or is a lot of that similar for you guys? Are you talking more like uh, like the rules that we have to follow and everything? Yeah, like what are the rules in terms of who's actually eligible for the team, that kind of stuff. Right. So uh, we do follow when it comes to on ice and operations of the league. We do follow all the NCAA rules. Um, so we basically um, we take their handbook and implement it into ours. Obviously, the financial stuff is a little different um, because that's all ran through the university. Uh, but when it comes to eligibility, uh, they have to maintain uh, a GPA. Um, they have to be a full-time student. Um, that could be a, fre a freshman all the way to a, to a grad student. Um, as long as you're attending the university, you're allowed to play. Uh, I don't think there's a limit on how many years you can play, uh, just because it is a club level. Um, I know we have a group of guys who are going into their grad studies right now. Uh, even if it's just for a year, uh, that are playing. Preston McConnell being one of them, who's been a major key to our to our program since he started playing. Um, also, the little brother of Andy McConnell, head coach. They've they've seen it, you know, progress to where it is today. Uh, right. But he's been on the team for a while, um, so it's 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 pretty lenient with eligibility. Uh, just as long as the grades are met and they're attending the university, they're they could play for us. 
Yeah, I guess that that was kind of my my big question there was, you know, the length of time. So it sounds like you have guys that could potentially be on the team for six, seven years. Um, yeah. If they, if they start early with you guys and then keep going to graduate school. So, um, yeah, sounds like sounds like lots of fun. It, I, I'm, I'm guessing it also just because of of how you guys have to operate. It has probably more of a family atmosphere as opposed to some of the other um, sports where, you know, you have guys that are on a much stricter time limit. Um, and, and to be honest, they're probably not spending nearly as much time together traveling to and from practice every day and, and kind of putting the the storms, the, the same sort of sacrifices together you guys are. So, so, so what was it that got you involved with, with KU hockey? Uh, my involvement, I started uh, my freshman year. I'm a, I'm a junior currently. Um, I grew up playing hockey, a native, I'm a native from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I, I mean, they're blowing up with hockey now with the golden Knights and everything. But when I played here, it was a very close knit community. Hockey's always been, you know, something I've been involved with my entire life. Family is a hockey family. Um, so when I came to KU, uh, I knew that they had a club team. I knew that they were pretty new uh, or restarted the program. Uh, so I I came onto the team. I tried out, uh, met everybody. Uh, we got we got started on the season. We did pretty well our, my, my freshman year. Um, I think we ended the semester with a 10-2 and two record. Uh, we were just, it, it was such a family feeling. It was a, it was a strong brotherhood from the start. Um, you know, obviously everyone who's a part of the, a part of the team has so much dedication just to, just to be a part of it, considering, you know, how much we have to travel and be together. Um, there were so many aspects that really drew me into the club um, and kept me there and, and caused like such a big passion to make a big effort to bring it to the next level. Um and I think everyone's kind of in that direction has that same mindset of, of growing this, this program that we, that we hold so dear to us. I mean, this is a, this is truly something special and it was, it was easy to see that right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, especially those uh, programs that really thrive in areas that aren't typically hockey rich. Um, You know, the Kansas city area doesn't seem to have a lot. I mean, there's a minor league team now over in Missouri, um, on, on, on the Missouri side, but in general, hockey hasn't really been too big. Um, there was a big push a little while back to try to get an NHL team. Um, and there was a, a little bit of support for that. But when you think of hockey, you don't typically think of, you know, middle of Kansas, um, type of environment, but, um, I, I'm guessing that means that when you do find those group of people, it's a lot easier to kind of gravitate towards that, um, to make it a little bit more of a closer knit community. So, um, but yeah, so you talked about, you know, how, how well the team, actually played it would have been two years ago and I'm, I'm, I'm looking on your guys website right now actually it looks like you guys played 19 games in that season uh, your record was 15 three and one um, which is a really good record um, obviously it's been a little bit better this year <laughs> um, right <laughs> but but uh, you know I mean it, it seems at least in the recent history and and forgive me if I'm mistaken but wasn't that the first season of the restarted club the 2016 2017 season? That was the first season that we were officially a part of the ACHA. Okay. Um, this, the season before, Annie McConnell uh, had um, restarted the program. Um, he played for KU Hockey in 2010, and right. it had collapsed uh, the following year, his sophomore year. Uh, so he brought it together. He found a group of guys to get it together, and I believe they were in a trial period. Um, and we didn't have a full roster. Uh, it wasn't, we weren't doing well in the games. We were getting blown out. 
Um, so it was a matter of recruitment and making them know that they exist to get more guys on their team. Right. And sure enough, the next season, uh, we were officially a part of the ACHA um, competing with, with all these other universities. So that was the, that was the start of it is just getting ourselves into the, into the league officially. Yeah. So you talked about recruiting. I, I mean, obviously recruiting for you guys is a little bit different than most of the other programs. Um, what is that situation like? Do you guys typically try to spread more word of mouth through like hockey programs or try to get current players to, you know, encourage their own individual friends and, and colleagues from their own, you know, hockey leagues and stuff like that to come to KU? Or is there a lot of recruitment that you try to guys that you guys try to do on campus at the beginning of the year? Or like, how does all that work? Yeah. Recruitment, um, is, is typically, uh, it's a pretty difficult process for us. Um, we do, like you said, you, you, you pretty much nail a lot of the stuff we do. Uh, it's a lot of word of mouth through the players we have already that are, uh, you know, convincing their friends to come in from Minnesota and come to KU. Uh, it's reaching out to the, the Kansas city jets and the all-stars and the, the local leagues. Um, Wichita has, has a program. We've got, we've got a guy down from, from, uh, from the junior thunder. So it, it is just a lot of, of talking to kids that, you know, that are thinking about coming to KU. Um, another thing we, we really want to emphasize and we have been is the social media. We've, uh, started up my freshman year. I kind of took over, uh, the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, uh, we, we weren't doing anything with it. And, once we started getting active and getting videos out and graphics and recruiting a staff, that's when we started to get known and people started realizing, Oh, Kansas does have a hockey team. And even if it is at a club level, um, you know, people are interested in that. And our, one of our current players who, uh, as I mentioned earlier, who played in the USHL, uh, Johan Steen, he, you know, had a, he had a division one scholarship, um, to go and play in the NCAA mm -hmm. and due to some family stuff, he came here and, oh, wow. uh, and he said a part of that decision was knowing that we had the team uh, that he could come here and still play hockey. So social media is a huge deal. Uh, one of our managers, Lucas Snyder is, he's very involved with the campus and he did, he gave tours and we actually got, I believe two players this year uh, finding out about the team just from him, uh, being a tour guide and talking about the team and wearing wearing one of our hats, nice. so it's it's basically just scavenging for for players because a lot of I, I guarantee you there's people that are going to KU right now that have played hockey through high school that could bring some talent to the team that don't even know we're here. Um, so we've definitely gotten a, uh, put in an effort to making a presence on campus, uh, letting everyone know whether it be through social media or setting up a table at, at Wesco Beach. Uh, to, you know, we're welcoming people to come in and, and get involved however they can. Um, but yeah, recruitment's a huge deal. A lot of teams, uh, especially being from Las Vegas and in touch with their, with the UNLV team down here, they're able to recruit kids and get some support from the university and donors to uh, supply them with, with a great environment for practice and give them the, the warmups and, and some gear. And, you know, they have that kind of tactic to bring in players. Uh, they have players from, from overseas that come to, to attend UNLV just because of how, how much they can provide for them. Whereas us, we're in that complication of, hey, are you dedicated? Do you love hockey? 
because that's what our group is. That's the only thing we have. We can't offer them a rink on campus. They're going to be driving twice a week uh, for, for a five-hour ordeal for a practice. Um, and, you know, we, we don't have much to offer right now, which we're trying to convert into, into more recruitment, uh, you know, get these – get the notices and, and get uh, support from, from whoever, however we can, uh, to – get more guys to come to KU to play hockey. Yeah, it definitely sounds more like a, a grassroots type effort as opposed to what you can typically see in that recruiting. I mean, it's it's a lot less about, about uh, you know, how what can the program do for you in terms of, you know, to in, induce you to come and more about, you know, what, what kind of sense of community and family can we give you and, and, and what can you bring and what kind of mark can you make on the program? Um, exactly. Which... which attracts a different type of player, obviously. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that's kind of come through in the way that the the uh, records have, have taken off because, you know, you guys were, were 15 and 3 and 1 in the first official season. Um, last year, we, we, we talked to uh, Andy while he, I believe you guys had only lost like two or three games by the time that we were talking. You guys finished that season 26 and 1. Um I, I, for, forgive me if again if I get it wrong, but you guys went to the playoffs last year, right? And then lost in the first round, I believe. Right. Yeah, we went to regionals. I think the the record actually ended up being twenty and four uh, that we that we did end, um, and we went to regionals. We I think we were ranked seven or eight, and I think it's the top yeah. eight teams that get uh, t- the ranks eight through two, or it might yeah. be ten through two get invited to regionals. Mm-hmm. And I think two teams from that tournament go on to nationals. We ended oh. up playing Ar- we, we we ended up playing Arkansas our first game, which who we had gone three and one against during regular season. And I mean, they just came out. Uh, you know, they had a vendetta against us, and right. know, they they gave a hundred percent. And you know, they were fast, they were they were strong, and you know, they gave it to us. So we didn't expect that. We definitely expected to to go on to nationals last year, um, but looking at our record this year being rank one, uh, rank one and two in each division uh, opt out of regionals and get sent straight to nationals. So we're hoping through the next two series that we have left in the regular season uh, to keep that rank at least at, at most be ranked one and uh, continue on to nationals and skip regionals. Yeah, that would be nice if you were to go straight to nationals. So um, obviously the the record this year is great. You guys, it, it says you're you're sixteen and one and zero, but somehow you've played eighteen games. I'm not quite sure how that works, <laughs> but um, looks like you've got sixteen wins and one loss. Is that correct? We have sixteen wins. Uh, we haven't lost in regulation, actually. Right. Um, I was win. wondering. Doesn't that go down as like a, a tie? Yeah. Technically, it's an, uh, okay. Over overtime loss. Uh, yeah. We we had a game against Creighton uh, where they ended up taking us in overtime. Right. Um, I believe it was Creighton. I yeah, it was great. It was our first. Yeah. It was our first. It was our first series of the of the year, September, um, and they they put up a fight yeah. at, at home. So uh, that's our only technical loss that we have of the season. But everywhere else, we've we've been doing great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely been a a great uh, and and to to follow you guys on social media. That's actually how I first found out about the team um, last year. And, and my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, we have a hockey team that I had completely not realized at the time. Um, you know, I, I graduated from KU back in 08, um, and would have, would have loved to be able to 
to be paying attention to a club hockey team at that point, but didn't even realize that they were, um, you know, alive and, and well at that point. Um, but the guy that I, that I co-host the basketball podcast with, he lives up in North Dakota and hockey's huge up there. He's a gigantic oh, yeah. hockey fan. He's always talking about hockey. Um, his, his number one dream for Kansas at this point would be to get a, a D1 hockey team for KU. So, um, he's definitely a big supporter of you guys. We, we try to retweet the stuff you guys have every chance we get because we love, you know, having a hockey team that we can actually talk about. So, yeah, we really appreciate that. It's, it's been awesome uh, getting people knowing that we exist and getting a good following going on social media and keeping up with our scores. Yeah, definitely. So, so you, you talked about how you guys are ranked number one. Let's, let's talk a little bit about, about the rankings. From my understanding, there's four different regions. Um, Mm -hmm. Kansas is in the Pacific region. They're ranked number one in the region, not necessarily number one nationally. Um, But really that's all that matters at this point, right? Is, is just getting, like finishing up at the top of your region so you can go to national tournament, right? Right. Yeah. ACHA ranked us uh, number four overall. Um, I, I believe, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, the guys in front of us, just because there is so many teams and they're constantly uh, switching up in the rankings. Uh, but I believe there's Farmingdale State, which I think is in Michigan, and then University of Michigan uh, are, are up there. Um but yeah, there's some teams up north uh, that are, you know, really good schools that have, um, you know, some some schools like we used to play Iowa State. They had a D1 club team and a D3 club team, um, so they were able to play at a higher competitive level, uh, and the D1 kids would actually be able to come down and play D3 sometimes. Uh, they're they're actually not D3 anymore because of that. They're D1 and D2. But a lot of those northern schools like that uh, have the ability to pull kids from a higher level, play them down in a lower level, and uh, it, it looks great for their record. Um, but they are tougher teams. So we're really excited to, to get out and play uh, some of those some of those northern and, and eastern teams to see how we stack up against them because we've only had experience in, in the Midwest and um, I think going down to the Air Force Academy in February is going to be one of our uh, biggest games we've ever played in the program, uh, yeah, just because they are out of the out of the region. Yeah. And so, do you do you typically play them? I, I know that last year I didn't think that you had them on your guys' schedule. Um, mm-hmm. You don't you don't typically play everybody in the Pacific region, right? It's generally just in your general vicinity. Yeah. Right. Uh, we haven't played Air Force before. Um, they're it's just the matter of travel. Um, obviously with our, how we, we have to self fund and everything. Um, we try to stick to, you know, three, four or five hours of travel, uh, kind of, you know, cause we're all carpooling. We want everyone to be safe. So we've never really had the opportunity to travel out of, uh, you know, like we're about to do with, with air force, um, and go down and play them. Um, but yeah, it's it's normally just the teams that are in the in the vicinity, and occasionally we'll get a team um, like we we played at the during the MSU showcase. Missouri State hosted a, a showcase between um, I believe it was eight teams. So we went down and played Arkansas. We played Wisconsin Platteville for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there was a two more, uh, a few more northern teams that made it down that are in our division. Um, but sometimes we do get the chance to play those teams that we don't normally see because of how far they are. Right. Yeah. So, so in, in terms of qualifying for the postseason, I I'm assuming that there's some limit of, or some minimum number of games you have to play against teams in your region. 
um, with some, I guess, restrictions on like you have to play so many different teams. Does, does that sound about right, or, or am I way off? Yeah, of that? I, I believe so. Um, I mean, they're constantly changing all the the rules of what true. <laughs> uh, applies to your to your record and ranking and stuff. But the Pacific. There, I can't remember how many teams. There's a ridiculous amount of teams in yeah, each division. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking on the the website right now for the ACHA division. Three, yes, and there's, so you could there's just see four regions with 20 teams in each region. So yeah, so we we typically uh, each division plays within their own division because um, it is you know based on distance and uh, zone within the within the country. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty good system. Uh, it's just a matter of getting to nationals and seeing what we're up against because, you know, it's hard to see how they stack up against the teams that we have played just because they're not playing each other. Uh, right. So we're very, we're very excited to get down there and, and see um, what it's going to be like outside of our division. Yeah. So turning our attention now to nationals, because obviously that's the next, the next big thing coming up. Um, right. So, so first of all, when is a nationals tournament and where is it at? Nationals is going to be March 26th through March 30th in Frisco, Texas. Okay. So right around spring break time. <laughs> yeah, right after, right after spring break. Yeah, maybe we can, you know, get a bunch of KU students to extend their spring break and go down and root you guys on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of fight away the uh, the urge, fight the urge to uh, go back to school and uh, yeah, <laughs> come so, down to Frisco. So, yeah, so – um. So obviously, you know, that's going to be a pretty big expense for you guys. Um, you know, we, we, we've uh, retweeted a few times, and I know you guys have tweeted out on, on social media. Um, but you guys do have a GoFundMe set up to try to help pay for some of the expenses of the travel. Um, obviously, it's a big expense to get a bunch of people down there to Texas to play this. And, and it's not like it's something you guys can plan for in your budget at the beginning of the year because you don't know if you're going to qualify. So, right. um, you know, for, for, for everybody listening – um, you know, we will go ahead and put that link in the show notes. Um, and you know, we, we will put it out on our Twitter again. Um, but if you do have the ability to go ahead and contribute to that, I'm sure that these guys would really appreciate getting that support. The last time I checked just before we started recording here, it looked like you guys were at about 4,500 out of the 15,000, I'm sorry, not, yeah, 4,500 out of the, uh, $15,000 goal that you guys had set for that. So, um, about a third of the way there. Um, you know, obviously we still have a little bit of time before you guys have to go ahead and, and start using that money, but, um, hopefully the Jayhawk family can get you guys where you guys need to go so that the, the students themselves don't actually have to fund the rest of that. So, um, but all right, well, um, Jimmy was, was, was there anything else you wanted to share about the team, about the experience you've had anything, um, you know, with the support you guys have gotten anything like that? We're, we're, I mean, we're touching on what you were just talking about with, with the GoFundMe. Uh, we're extremely grateful for all of, all the, um, players, families and friends and everyone who knows about us, the fans, uh, who've, who've contributed to this. I mean, this is awesome. Um, if we didn't set this up, I mean, the, the kids would be picking out a, another $700 out of their pockets. So, uh, it, it means the world to everybody on the team, uh, staff and, and coaching staff and everything uh you know everyone's everyone's kind of in shock of how much support it's gotten in the first week it's been up um and it just it just goes to show that i mean this program's got a ton of potential even though hockey's not big out here um i think this is this is one of the first steps into really proving that this program could could go far 
So we're hoping uh, we're hoping to get this funded however we can, and uh, get down to nationals and and just show everyone you know what we're made of and have all this have all this hard work pay off. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely looking forward to following the rest of the season. And how how many more games do you guys have left in the regular season? We have uh, we're done with home games until the border showdown on February 21st. Uh, the two series we have left will be traveling down to Washington University in St. Louis uh, on January 25th and 26th, and then we have the Air Force Academy uh, in Colorado Springs February 1st and 2nd. Um, and then the border showdown, of course, which we're always extremely excited for. Yeah, I know. In previous years, I think you guys played Missouri multiple times throughout the year. Uh, looks like the only meeting you guys have now is that border showdown uh, out on February 21st. Now, does that count in terms of conference standings, or are they no longer in the same? Uh, it actually doesn't. Um, they compete in uh, in Division Two, so we don't uh, we don't get that counted towards our record. Were they in Division um, Three last last year? They were not. They were uh, D2. Last oh, year, the, uh, okay. my my freshman year, two seasons ago, uh, we beat them in the border showdown. And last year, they came back uh, with a vengeance and, and took us in that. But this year, uh, with our squad, we're going to oh, yeah. go in there with, with some 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 heavy heavy hearts and, and get home get home with a win. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, all right. Well, Jimmy, any other, any other final thoughts you want to leave us with? Rock chalk. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, and we will uh, again we'll we'll make sure to keep tabs on your guys' team, and maybe we can uh, talk to you guys after the trip to nationals. Sounds good. I look forward to it, and thank you again for having me on. This yep. No awesome. problem. Have a good one. You too. And that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, I wanted to. To be able to get some basketball recap, unfortunately, there was some uh, some scheduling issues that we had with Fetch, um, just trying to, you know, around the holidays, trying to get everyone together so we can go ahead and, and, and talk about that. But I promise we will have a, another basketball episode to recap the last few games. Uh, we still need to recap the Villanova game um, the, and then the other two games that we had most recently. So we will we will be getting those. I'm hoping to have that later this week. Um mainly because I think later this week will be the last time we can actually record before the Oklahoma season or the Big 12 opener. So I am definitely hoping that we can go ahead and get that done. But um, just in case we don't, you know, we do have some very uh, pointed thoughts about about the games themselves. Um, and so we will be getting that analysis to you at some point. I'm just not sure when it's actually going to happen. So, uh, But recapping what's happened since our last episode – a KU women's basketball team went down to the, uh, the I believe it was the shootout in the desert. Uh, they had two games down there, uh, down in Las Vegas. That would have been actually last week, I believe it was. Wednesday and Thursday of last week, yeah, the 19th and the 20th. Um, they beat Washington State. It, I'm sorry, it was the duel in the desert. Uh, they beat Washington State 71-63, and then the next day followed up with a win against Northwestern, 66-57. So the women's basketball team is still rolling right along. Um, I haven't seen anywhere yet that they're, that they're ranked. I believe that they're still receiving votes uh, in the in the polls. Um, if they're not already ranked, and actually I'll go take a look at that right now, but they should be ranked here pretty soon. So I'm definitely looking forward to when we can talk about a, you know, a couple ranked KU basketball teams to go along with our, our number one ranked hockey team. So, um, Upcoming, though, we have um, 
let's see, the men are playing this Saturday coming up on the 29th. They're playing versus Eastern Michigan. Um, I, we might have a preview of this one again. If, if I'm able to podcast with Fetch a little bit later, or a little bit later this week, uh, we would have an episode coming out on Friday that would cover this. If not, then we unfortunately wouldn't have it until um, probably after the Oklahoma game. So, uh, but then on on Sunday, December 30th, uh, they play the women play against Vermont at home. At, that's at 2 p.m. Uh, that is at Allen Fieldhouse. It's on the Jayhawk. Uh, it's on Jayhawk Radio. I believe it's on the Jayhawk Network as well. You can watch that online. Um, the, the men's basketball game on Saturday is at 1 p.m. Jayhawk time. It's uh, on Jayhawk TV or ESPN Plus. So if you still have that ESPN Plus um, subscription that you got back for the football games, like I did, um, and you can jump on there and you can go ahead and get that get that uh, that game so you can actually watch it. Um, and then, of course, the first conference game comes up Wednesday, January 2nd. That's against Oklahoma on ESPN2 at 8 o'clock. Uh, so that should be a, a good way to kick off a surprisingly good Oklahoma team, I think. Um, they're definitely looking a lot better than I think most people thought they were going to this year. So it'll be the first conference test for both these teams. Let's hope that um, KU opening up at home can go ahead and get started strong in the Big 12, and then we don't have to worry too much about people, you know, saying that, you know, once again, KU is going to lose. KU is going to lose the Big 12. It seems to happen every year. I'm really hoping that we don't ever get to that point, although I can pretty much guarantee that I'll probably say it at some point, that there's a, a good shot that KU may not be able to hold on unless they get out to like a 7-0 and start. So, all right. Well, that's all that we have for today. Um, please do make sure you do find us on iTunes um, or wherever else you podcast. Rate, subscribe. Give us five stars if you can. Nice comments, all that fun stuff. It really does help to get the name of the podcast out there to make it more visible so that more people can see. Um, if you do have any questions or any comments, anything you want us to read on the air, you can contact us on Twitter at RockChalkPod. You can find us on email, RockChalkPodcast at gmail.com. You know, we really do like to highlight anything you guys want to talk about. Um, any questions you do have, I do like to sh- go ahead and share those. So, so please, please go ahead and send those in so we can go ahead and get them on the podcast. Um, but once again, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply